0: Father, we come to you this morning through another week, Lord, another week of trials, another week of challenges, Lord, we pray that we have been um, pleasing in your sight, that the opportunities that we have had, though we are still figuring a lot of them out, have been to your glory. Lord, lead us in our time of discussion now, Lord, lead us through your word, may you continue to use us. We pray for those Lord that are dealing with this virus, not those that are just infected but those that are affected. There are many people that have needs at this time, there are many uncertainties, there are many hurts, and so Father use us to be a healing salve through your son Jesus and we ask this in his name, amen. I wanted to talk about prayer. Uh, just shortly this morning, and uh, it's sort of a wet gloomy Sunday this morning, but um, a few of us men had uh, gathered to uh, discuss some scripture and uh, it's encouraging to see what God is doing. I wanted to start out in Proverbs a little bit. I've been going through Proverbs 28 and 29 uh, the last day or so and there's a couple verses in there I just wanted to share that really spoke to me in light of prayer and that's what I want to challenge us on today Proverbs 28 verse 9 says one who turns away his ear from hearing the law even as prayer is an abomination that really struck me that if we are not willing to be obedient to God's Word that even our prayer becomes an abomination to Him. God has called us to do what is right. He has called us to walk in His ways, and if we are not doing that, what does He think of our prayers? tells us down a little bit further, he who covers his sins will not prosper, but he who confesses and forsakes them will have mercy. It's a message that we need to proclaim, that we are saved Uh, by grace through faith and James would encourage us that our faith without works is dead and so we need to be doers of his word and not hearers only tells us in chapter 28 verse 26 he who trusts in his own heart is a fool but whoever walks wisely will be delivered again through these times we have a lot of emotions we have a lot of feelings that are going on, but we need to understand that God's Word is the final authority, our final answer. That game show when they would ask the question and they would say, they would give an answer, and is that your final answer? Our final answer needs to be in God's Word because right there in the beginning of chapter 29 it says, He who often is rebuked and hardens his neck will suddenly be destroyed that without remedy. As we look in the New Testament, I'm going to be coming out of uh, Luke 11 uh, a little bit, and then back into Matthew. So, um, if you want to follow with me in Matthew 6 and in Luke 11, and we see in Luke 11, it talks about the model prayer. The model prayer. There were disciples, there were people that were wondering what does it mean to pray? How do we pray? Uh, Is there certain elements of it? Now, I was raised in a more of a liturgical church where we would repeat this prayer, what we have come to know, maybe as the Lord's Prayer. Um, The Lord's Prayer is fine. I think it's a wonderful prayer. Jesus gave it to us. Uh, Do we need to repeat that as our only prayer all the time? No, I believe As we go through scriptures, God talks about us talking with him also. But it starts out in Luke 11, it says, Now it came to pass, as he was praying in a certain place, when he ceased, when this is talking about Jesus, when Jesus ceased praying, that one of his disciples said to him, Lord, teach us to pray, as John also taught his disciples. So we see right here that there is an element of learning to learn a prayer, to learn to pray. What is it that we pray for? What is it that we pray about? Uh, is there certain things that um, we need to be in there? Is there the, the mystical phrases? And, and I would say no, but there are things in here that we really need to look at and grasp because Jesus said this, when you pray, say, our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread and forgive us our sins, for we also forgive everyone who is indebted to us. And do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. And so that's how the Lord's prayer is presented in Luke. And there there are some very important things there that we need to recognize. We believe in the Trinity: the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Uh, very important things um, for the believer to understand: that that the God the Father is above of all. Jesus came and and He gave His life and He walked amongst us. He's our Savior. He's our our Lamb without spot or blemish. Who who paid the penalty of our sins on the cross, who bled and died, was buried, rose again, and is seated at the right hand of the Father. We understand all these things. And so Jesus says, we pray to the Father who is in heaven. Now, I'm I'm sort of pacific about that in my prayer life. I always pray, Father. That's how I start my prayers out. Father, and, and I believe that that's just how I've been taught in my life. But we recognize that our Father Is in heaven and it says hallowed be thy name hallowed be his name to to hold his name in reverence the name above all names your kingdom come your will be done we get in a position in our life that we're not worried about our worldly possessions and our worldly things that we're chasing after but we want the spiritual uh, substance in our life so we look at his kingdom to come, his will to be done, not my will, but his will to be done on earth as it is in heaven. Some people get saved and that's, they continue to walk their own life, and they're, "Oh, but I'm going to heaven when I, when I die. Our salvation begins now, our eternal life as a believer is already in progress. We are living our eternal life right now as believers in Jesus Christ. So he says, do this on earth as you will in heaven. Don't just continue to live your life here the way that you want to, but I have a greater plan for you to live your life here on earth just as you think it will be in heaven. Give us our day, our daily bread. We depend upon God for our daily needs, for our safety, for our security, for our protection, for our blessings, or our is upon God and not ourselves. In this time of the pandemic, we're looking at many things. We look at those that have lost jobs. We look at the, the fluctuation of the stock market. People are looking at their savings accounts and their maybe the value of some of their possessions that have gone down. Is your hope upon those things that you have in the bank, that you have in your pantry, that you have stored in your basement? Or is your hope in that of God, that he will provide for us day by day? Does his word not say that he knows the hairs on our head? He knows everything that is going on. And so in our prayers, we acknowledge that it is God who gives us our things day by day. Like the parable of the rich farmer who had abundance of crops and he built bigger and bigger barns that he might have more. And God looked and said, you fool, tonight your life will be required of you. Our value is not in the possessions of what we own on this earth by what we have in our heart? Do you have the Holy Spirit in your life? And it goes on to say, verse 4, forgive us our sins as we also forgive everyone who is indebted to us. I learned it this way and forgive us our sins as we forgive those who have trespassed against us. If you really look at that little phrase there, if you look at that little caption. We are asking God to forgive us in the portion that we have forgiven others. Are you holding something against someone? Do you have anger and bitterness against somebody else? Have you refused to forgive somebody for a wrongdoing that they have done in their life? And just let me say, forgiving and forgetting is two different things. We learn lessons from those things. But have you forgiven those things? If you are holding things Uh, Forgiveness back from somebody else, you really are saying in this prayer, Lord, that's all the forgiveness I want. But when we really look at what Christ has done for us, the price that was paid on Calvary, his death upon the cross, the innocent for the guilty, how can we not forgive somebody for some of the really insignificant things that they have done for us? Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who have sinned against us or trespassed against us. Lead us not into temptation. Now we know the scripture says that God will not tempt us. Temptations does does not come from God. But really what this is saying, protect us, Lord. Protect us from the temptations that are around us and deliver us from the evil one. God is so great. He is so marvelous. In his relationship to his believers he tells us that we are to love our enemies he tells us that we are salt and light in this world we discussed a little bit this morning as we talk about faith and what that means and faith without works is dead he tells us that When somebody compels us to go one mile, we willingly go the second mile. When somebody requests of our shirt, we don't just give them our shirt, but we say, is there anything else? Take my coat also. See, we are to be a light in this world. We are to do good because it pleases God. In Matthew chapter six, and this is sort of the the precursor to the model prayer again. In Matthew 6, it says, Take heed that you do not do your charitable deeds before men. I've just found this verse so applicable right now in these times. There are people that are in need. There's things that we can do. There's a a blessing that we can be to others. Listen to what Jesus says. My Bible, these words are in red, and so I pay special attention to them. Take heed that you do not do your charitable deeds before men, to be seen by them. Otherwise, you have no reward from your Father in heaven. Therefore, when you do a charitable deed, do not sound a trumpet before you, as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and in the streets, that they may have glory from men. Assuredly, I say to you, they have their reward. Don't be standing out saying, look at all the good things I'm doing. Look at all the uh, wonderful things that I'm able to do for others. Because if you do that, you've received your reward right there. But when you do a charitable deed, it says, Do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing, that your charitable deeds may be done in secret, and that your Father who sees in secret will himself reward you openly. Again, don't do things to bring attention to yourself. We do things as unto the glory of God. And then there was the instructions concerning prayer, verse 5 of Matthew 6. And when you pray, you shall not be like the hypocrites, For they love to pray standing in the synagogues and on the corners of the streets that they may be seen by men assuredly i say to you they have their reward but you when you pray go into your room and when you have shut your door pray to your father who is in the secret places and your father who sees in secret will reward you openly there's nothing quite like time alone with god one thing about this pandemic that we're going through and some of this social distancing and uh, some of the things that are in place is we probably find ourselves spending a little bit more alone time together you know my wife and i were spending some time together but i'm spending more time alone also i'm just sort of isolated i'm not out with my friends like I normally am at the prison, uh, I don't have all the inmates coming up that I'm used to seeing, so I'm spending time alone. And one of the things that I've discovered, especially at the beginning of this, was sometimes time alone is a little unsettling. It's quiet. God speaks to us. And sometimes that makes us a little uneasy because we become challenged to look at ourselves. But he tells us, go in your room, shut your door, and pray to your Father. Have that conversation with him. And when you pray, do not use vain repetitions, as the heathen do, for they think they will be heard for their many words. God just wants to know what's on your heart. If it's a lot of words, that's wonderful. If it's a few words, that's fine. If it's just in the quietness, just listening for him, beautiful, wonderful. Do not be like them, for your Father knows the things you have need of before you ask him. And Jesus goes on to say, in verse 9, In this manner, therefore pray, our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts, as we forgive our debtors. And do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. And Matthew adds this, For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. So we see through the Lord's Prayer that we pray to the Father. We recognize His position and His position alone. We understand that our Our Christian relationship with him is to be worked out here on this earth, not just when we get to heaven. We're to forgive those that have done us wrong or or have hurt our feelings or stepped on our toes. We're to encourage one another. We ask for his protection that we're not tempted in ways that are outside of his will and outside of his word. Because the kingdom is His, the power is His, and the glory is His, forever and ever. And Matthew adds on two more verses in 14 and 15. I just want to close with this. For if you forgive men their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive men their trespasses, neither will your Father forgive your trespasses. Why did Matthew add on those last two verses? We must have needed them. Maybe you need them today as you hear them and as you read through them. Maybe there's some things that you're holding back. Maybe you're worried and and anxious about something, angry at the government for doing what they're doing or maybe one of your loved ones or friends is sick and you don't understand. God is encouraging us to turn it to him, to give him the preeminence in our life, to give our trust to him, knowing that he is sovereign God over all things and that he will take care of us. We commit those things into the hands of the one who saved us from eternal damnation and from hell itself. And so as we close in prayer today, may God speak to your heart. Father, we come before you, Lord, still challenged in many ways of what is going on in the world today. Still challenged in many ways of of finding a new normal for some of us at this point. Father, we pray for those that have been struck with this virus. We pray for their health, Lord. We pray protection for those, Lord, that they don't get this virus. We pray that the doctors, Lord, that you give them the wisdom to, to figure out vaccinations. We know that you could, with a word, take it away. But, Lord, as we go through this trial, as we go through this this difficulty, Lord, not, let us not look at it as, a, as a, a mountain that cannot be conquered, but let us look at it in the way of saying, what can we learn as your people, as your church? Lord, I believe that you have allowed this uh, for your church. Lord, to wake up your church, to wake up your believers, to draw us closer to you, to see the importance of relationships, and not to be so dependent on other things around us. Lord, we pray for those that have lost jobs or whose families are struggling. We know many families, uh, the parents or a parent will have to stay at home to watch the children because the schools are closed. We know that there's hardships with that. Lord, we pray for them. And we pray for the teachers that want to be in the schools, teaching the kids. We know this isn't easy on on anybody. And so, Father, we just um, pray that our eyes stay on you because we know that we can get through anything if our eyes stay on you. As Peter walked out to Jesus, his eyes got on his circumstance and he began to sink. Lord, help us to keep our eyes on you that we do not sink, but that we abound in your grace and mercy. We thank you, Lord, again for this time together. And in your name we pray. Amen.